0: What does it mean to live with less stuff and more compassion? That's the question we aim to answer every Monday on the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. Hi, we're Michael and Marsha O'Fay, and in this episode, we're talking about quitting. We found that having the courage to quit is critical to living a minimalist lifestyle with a maximum intentionality. In this conversation, we reflect on when we've quit, what questions to use when deciding to quit, and whether we've had any regrets walking away from something that could have been special. As always, you can find links we mentioned in this episode in the show notes. Let's get into it.
1: Hi, everyone. Hey. Hi, how are you going today?
0: Oh, good. (laughs) I'm cozy.
1: Yeah, it's very cold and wet outside this morning.
0: Yeah, what are we talking about?
1: So today it's a very timely piece. We're talking about having the courage to quit and we're pros at that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's one of our great skills is quitting. Yeah. And uh, I think, yeah, this episode was inspired by two things. Uh, Well, we just left our day jobs
1: by the time that you yeah, listen to this, yeah, by the time you listen to
0: this, so, um, you know, so we're going all in on the minimalist vegan and we're unsure about how we're actually going to make that work, but we've quit anyway. And
1: oh, we've got plans, we do
0: have plans, yeah, but, um, but also, we we also wrote an article about, you know, how to be, well, why it's okay to be a serial quitter as well, uh, which we wrote a few years ago, which we wanted to sort of unpack some different angles of that article as it relates to the situation we're in right now, uh, but I also think that people are very torn out there between the concept of quitting
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and failing, so I thought it would just be a really interesting Well, there's topic. a
1: distinct difference between those two, and I think we've got to make sure that we define them both and and make people realize that you're not failing by quitting. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really, really important point to make.
0: Absolutely. So, um, I I think just to give you just a bit of a context on uh, our journey of quitting, we'll start off specifically with careers, because I think that's what a lot of people resonate with. But, you know, when I look back at the last 10 to 15 years of my working career, it's not a very big career, but I've worked in like six different industries. Mm -hmm. So, everything from accounting to government, real estate, freelancing, teaching, retail, Um, you know, these are very, very different industries that I've managed to work in and quit. And, um, you know, I know Marsha has gone through uh, quite a few shifts in her resume as well. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to share a little bit about yours?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the time I've actually had something else on the side and you as well, whether it was study or self-employment. So, but you know anything from hospitality to retail to having my own photography business to um freelancing as well and um and then admin and managing you know all in the health industry and so it's yeah there's a lot of different and then we also had an online store on top yep. of that too so there's been many different. Oh yeah, we've things. had projects
0: as well. So we've had yeah the online store. We've had multiple blogs. Um, you know different types of businesses that we've doubled into and and quit. Um, but we've also you know we've been involved in physical activity, whether it's yoga or basketball, and we've tennis, tennis, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, tennis. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of things that. We've participated in and we've quitted. And, but, but at the same time, looking at that journey, we, you know, we've been in a, a pretty long-term relationship.
1: Pretty long-term, I don't know. It's 12 years. 12 long. years is pretty decent. <laughs>
0: uh, and for people who are very convicted in quitting, um, we haven't quit on each other, mm. uh, which is really cool. And I think, you know, since I was a teenager, 16, I've always wanted to be self-employed. Mm. So even though there's been different experiences career-wise, that motivation has never changed. And I've never quit on that dream. And I think you're pretty similar as well. So I think it could be looked at, you know, depending on the angle that you look at it, it can be seen differently. But that brings us to the next point in terms of failing. So quitting and failing are often associated, would you agree? Yeah. And, And I think, you know, when you look at, Uh, the post we wrote earlier, I think there's a distinct difference between quitting and failing. So quitting is to stop, cease or discontinue while failing is the non-performance of something due, required or expected. So when I think about the two differences, you know, I think of like a child, a child who's participating in, let's say football or soccer and they love playing it, but they quickly realize that they're not performing at the level that they want to. And then you often see at that point that the child will disengage and might want to quit playing that activity just because they're they're not good at it. Yeah, yeah. they're not frustrated. So that to me can be looked more as as failing, but also a prime example, failing and quitting work together. Um, But you know, I think for for me personally, like when I look back at all the things that I've quit, sometimes I've, I've felt like I've been failing. Um, I don't know about you, but it's just like because, you know, I come from a family that's quite consistent. And they're always, you know, talking about how you need to persevere and see things through. And here I am sort of jumping around industries and passions and interests. And for a long time, I thought I was failing at life. Mm. Um, But... But I think now that I look back, you know, I think society paints this picture. You know, there's great TED Talks about grit and persevering, but also that's paired together with passion. And, and I think uh, the, the cost of staying in something that you're no longer passionate about is far more of a risk mm. and a sense of failure to me than staying in that activity. And I know you share a lot of those well, same things. it's the
1: fear of the unknown because you know what you have right now. You know that if you wake up tomorrow, you'll go to that job. Or if you've committed yourself to that person, you'll be seeing them. Yep. Um, or if you've committed yourself to, you know, netball three times a week, you'll be going Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, for instance. So it just depends on how you're prepared to take the leap of faith and have that fear of unknown live in that dis- discomfort. Yeah. And actually see it as an opportunity to create something more for yourself rather than being just stuck in what you have right now that actually doesn't satisfy you or is actually bringing you down than anything. Yeah. So for me that's I'd I'd always pick the fear of the unknown because It kind of excites me that I can do what I want to do. And since a really young age, I've always wanted to follow my passion. Yeah. And I've been encouraged with my family being very creative to always follow that passion. And to, um, but at the same time, it's also been that, well, but stick at it, you know, find something you're passionate about, but stick at it at the same time. Yeah. But I get this feeling of uh, relief and excitement and, you know, going to this bit of a bubble of just wanting to dream about what the possibilities are mm. when I've left something that wasn't actually bringing me that satisfaction in life. You know, for me, like I could never do a nine to five and I have in the past for a short st- stint of time. And I just, it feels like Groundhog Day to me every single day and that, to me, feels like a complete waste of life. But other people find a lot of comfort in that and actually really like that type and the routine. of lifestyle. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I don't like routine. I do and I think that's there's there's importance in structure. But when it's too rigid and you feel like your whole life is rotated around that, yep, um, it feels kind of, you know, like someone's got handcuffs around your wrists. So, for me... Like, I've had no problem with quitting things that I just felt like they weren't serving me. And I refused to spend one more day in something that just wasn't serving me or bringing me joy. Yeah. So that's where, for me, and probably the hardest thing that I've done is quit my photography business because I studied photography. I, you know, assisted other photographers. I built and long term. That was something that I always envisioned myself being is a photographer. But then it came to a point where I was actually dreading going out to shoot clients and thinking, oh, I hope it rains so I could cancel the shoot or reschedule it for another time. And then I also noticed myself talking to clients about health. And so, and getting excited about that. So, you got to really also listen to yourself and what sparks yep. in you and you get really excited about. And, and to this day, sometimes when I'm talking to people about certain things, you can't shut me up. Yeah. Or I catch myself going, oh my God, I could talk to you about this for another two hours straight. Yeah, And then you can see that there's passion coming through and that you want to share that knowledge and information with other people. Yeah, So that's where I kind of go, you know, that's the sort of stuff that you want in your life. Yeah, And so when I realized that photography wasn't doing that for me anymore and I was dreading actually doing it, then I realized, well, health is obviously something that I'm more passionate about and I need to pursue that. Mm. I didn't know how I was going to do it and what I was going to do. I just picked studying health coaching because it seemed like the next step for me. Yeah, but you stumble through things sometimes, and you just go, "Okay, well, I'll just take one step at a time rather than like, oh, where will I be in ten years' time?'" Yeah, because that can be really overwhelming for you.
0: Yeah, and I think, and I think in your like that example of your photography career, it's like you know you still do photography, you still gain yeah. so much from that experience. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Um. And and I think there was many times that photography got hard, mm. but you were able to persevere yeah. in that field. Yeah. Um. But there's there was something else. There was something else that was putting you off and you were able to listen to yourself. And I think for many of you listening to this episode right now, there's probably been moments in your life, whether it's like a, a, a toxic relationship you're part of, uh, whether it's your spouse or a close friend, um, that you know is not serving you any longer, but you haven't had the courage to quit. Maybe it's, it's the fear of the unknown, absolutely, <laughs> or maybe it's a a job, hmm. or a business that you're invested in that is no longer adding value. Um, or you just might find yourself wrapped up in some community endeavor that hmm. you know it's got politics and everything as part of it that drives you crazy, but you're still doing it.
1: You know what the other good point to make is that. Some people like to please other people yeah. and so they can't bear the thought of letting someone else down. So they stick at it for the sake of not letting someone else, Yeah, Uh, you know, if it's at work, letting the team down because they'll have to take on more work for themselves or if it's quitting a relationship, you feel like you'll break their heart or, yeah. you know, it's... For a lot of – and I'm a people pleaser, but yeah. I'm also – my heart comes before – for me because I'm aware that I only have one life. So, yeah. I don't want to be wasting it with and on things that just don't don't fulfill me in yeah. any way. So, but yeah, – Yeah, that
0: scares me too. When you – like that – like the thought of like and, – and, and I want to bring up the next point actually – it is, is the concept of the sunk cost bias because, you know, that's the, the, the problem with sticking to something that you don't like because you don't want to lose the progress you've already made, right? Yeah. So, that could be like, oh, you're in a relationship for 20 years. You've
1: invested all this time. Or you've
0: invested all this time in this business or this career.
1: Or money. Or
0: money, right? Um Into this endeavor and you're like, I couldn't give that up. Mm. I've come so far. Mm. But... You know, when I think about it, what scares me more <laughs> is what you just said. Mm. We have a finite amount of time on this earth. And the thought of spending any time, any minute mm. doing something that doesn't light you up, mm. um, that scares, scares me so much. Mm. Uh, and I think that, that's what drives me and probably you mm. to quit with quite a lot of conviction. Um, because we're scared of wasting time. We're scared of wasting that time in something that we're not enjoying.
1: Well, I think that this is why, you know, making the different decisions that we make. We've had so many of, well, me personally, I've had so many people ask, oh, so why are you moving to Slovenia? Mm. And it's like, well, why not? Like you only live once. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, you know, I'm nervous and scared of moving, but I'm also super excited and because I'm nervous and scared, that's not going to stop me from actually trying things in life and seeing, you know, fulfilling that dream that you might have created in your head or you're actually going to make it a reality. But until you try, you won't know. Yeah. So I think that a lot of people, you know, look up to us in that way and go, well, oh, good on you for following that because a lot of people... Are comfortable in their own bubble they're happy to stay and live in the same town their whole lives but really there's so much opportunity out there for so many of us I mean if you're listening to this podcast you've got opportunities you know there's a lot of things that you can do that you probably don't even think about because you're too busy just following what you do every single day and just getting through your daily routine yeah, cuz there's a level there's
0: a level of certainty in that. Yeah. There's a level of consistency that you've built up and you've come to rely mm. on that life that you're living. Mm. And I think, you know, yeah, when you look at this move to Slovenia, it's like cool, yeah, it's like following our dreams and everything, but for me, practically, I expect it to be hard. Mm. I actually expect it to be hard, but oh, I also yep. but I also expect to grow a lot
1: yeah. from it.
0: I also know that Whatever the experience is going to bring us, Mm. we're going to look back and be like, oh, okay, this is what we've learned out of this. And that's what the power of sort of chasing things and not having the fear to quit and pivot and change, Mm. knowing that you're going to compound your skills and development and experiences uh, makes it a lot easier to approach.
1: Well, even just how you said before, like, well... Your photography has come in handy now. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, all of the previous jobs, whatever they've been, if they've even been really like weird, yeah, they've all serving us in some way, shape, or form right now. Absolutely. So we've learned certain things. Like with accounting, you do all of our books, yep. which is awesome. Yep. With photography, I do all of the shooting for food. Like it. There's just so many different things. Yeah. That we've managed to achieve and bring together that if we didn't have that past, you know, experience, we wouldn't be where we are right now. And I yeah. believe everything happens for a reason. So, we're meant to be going through all of that to get to where we are right now.
0: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, having said that, I do think that there's a place for perseverance. Yeah. And and I think, but when you look at, and we'll link to the show notes uh, a TED Talk, um, that that talks all about grit. I think by Angela Duckworth. I think I've said her name properly. Uh, please excuse me if I haven't. Um, but you know, it's it's all about this this combination of passion and perseverance. So, for example, you may uh, we're not saying that you need to be interested or passionate about something all the time. That's unrealistic. Right. There's some of the top performing athletes in the world, like Novak Djokovic, for example, world number one tennis player, has been playing tennis his whole life. There's probably been many moments in his career where he hasn't really enjoyed tennis. Mm. right? But he's had the grit and the perseverance to continue you know, hitting the ball, working on his serve, working on the fundamentals day in, day out, his diet, everything, um, because it is worth pursuing for him right but overall it's a strong passion for him but there's going to be days where you're not going to be feeling passionate about it Mm. um and i think we have to be realistic about that as well Mm -hmm. um you can't just quit every time that you lose that passion Mm. um there's going to be moments where you need to push through cool um anyway so i think the next point is okay well how do you know when to quit this is probably the biggest question um to consider and i think where a lot of us struggle is, you know, how do you know, uh, what what is the moment that you should pull the pin on something? And uh, for us, when we were reflecting on the article that we wrote before, uh, it came down to a few different questions, which we're going to go through now, uh, which of course will be in the show notes as well. So the first question is, is this bringing me down? Mm. Did you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: So that's just the idea of, is the job itself a negative or whatever it is that you're doing is the people are they toxic Are you feeling deflated every day when you get home from work or from you frustrated that you're not getting anywhere with your team even in playing sport like you can't get through to people like at what point um, do you decide to let that go because you can find yourself in a more negative state every time that you are in that environment. Yep. So... And
0: there's some triggers for that, right? Like, I think when you organize to catch up with a friend, but it's really, it's like, it's a lot of effort. Mm. Like, it's, like, it's really like, oh, I don't know. I don't really don't <laughs> actually really want to see this person or I really don't want to go into work today. mm or I really don't want to be involved in this business. Or I really don't want to go to the sporting activity. Um, it, like it's making, it's quite a visceral reaction. Like it's making you feel quite sad and depressed mm. uh, over a long period of time. Um, those are usually some some examples that it's actually bringing down your mood mm. and your morale in general.
1: And a lot of people get stuck in something like that. Yeah. Where they just wake up in the morning and go, oh, I have to drag myself out of bed to get to this it's not like you're there's a difference between waking up and wanting to press the snooze button and not wanting to get up because you just don't want to have to deal with life yeah you know um or you just don't even think about it you get into work and you just get it done just for the sake of getting done But it's not at that point of it affecting your life outside of that activity or work environment. But, yeah, it's just trying to work out is it actually even just, you know, mentally it's wearing you down. But then physically you'll start to notice that your body's just shutting down on you. Yeah. Like I've noticed in the past when I'm in a negative environment and you start to get anxious, you can't eat or you can't sleep or you've got, you know so many other things that are going on with you physically that are just really unhealthy. Yeah. That, you know, for me, that's when I'm well aware that it's it's time to move on.
0: Yeah. And, and the other trigger is, you know, are you complaining a lot about it? Yeah. So do you get feedback from people in your life that, oh, you really don't seem to like this thing that you're doing? Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> you're just thinking, yeah, oh, here we go again. Yeah,
0: here we go again. So that could be another another trigger to okay, this is bringing me down, and it might be some consideration to quit it. The other question is, th- there's no more like you've tried every possible conceivable thing in this particular activity, and you're not finding any solutions.
1: Yeah, so you've you've tried everything, you've given it a really good go in multiple different directions, but. It's just you're hitting a wall pretty much in every direction. Or you've maximized your opportunities where you think is possible. So you're kind of just sitting there going, Oh my God, I don't I honestly don't know what else I can yep. do to make this work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think even when you even pursue something creatively, um, whether it's an instrument, whether it's filmmaking, photography, knitting and um it's like you've kind of you've done it for a long time, mm. and you're getting bored. Mm. You know, you're getting bored, and it's not as engaging. You're, you're struggling to reignite uh, and keep it interesting for yourself.
1: But you also can't be bothered to skill up and yeah. learn something new about it. It's kind of like, mm. yeah, I don't want to invest more into this. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So that could be another uh, time for you to consider of uh, uh, quitting and changing it up. The next question is, is it taking up too much of my time? So, this could be when you overcommit yourself. Uh, so, whether this is, you know, too many sporting activities or maybe you've got a, a project on the side of your job. Um, you know, I know that was a big, a big reason for, for me to leave my day job at the moment was the time. I actually really love my day job and I was getting a lot of value out of that, Um, but it was hindering the growth of my business. Mm. So I've actually, you know, I made the call to quit so I can free up time to invest more in The Minimalist Vegan. Um, So that could be a strong driver. And this is really important because I think a lot of us think that we can do a lot of things. I've never fallen into this trap before. It's like, oh, I'll just take on all these different projects and, and work jobs and I'll try and pursue health and go into the gym all at once. Um, but, but then you don't really reach a level of performance in any particular field and then that's a really good opportunity. You give opportunity. 10%
1: yeah. to each one and because you don't actually, your body even can't, Exert the same amount of energy and brain power to every single one of them, yep. and also sleep at the same time. You know, we're not superhuman, so it's kind of important to know well, at some point, something's got to give, yeah, because you do need to sleep, sleep's yep. really important. Um, you do need to eat well because if you don't have that fuel, well, then your energy and your uh brain fog kicks in and all of that. So it's, and for me personally, like I know if I'm not eating well or if I'm not sleeping or doing certain things, I'm at probably 50%. Yeah. So it's really important to be able to work at how to maximize uh, each day in terms of balancing as much as possible the things that you need to do to be able to do the other things that you really enjoy,
0: yeah absolutely and and it's uh, as I said, for a lot of us, we don't see this when mm-hmm. you're so deep in doing so much, yeah you, what happens is you just burn out, mm. like you just oh okay, like on every month you just your body shuts off,
1: especially when you've got young kids, you know, like yep. sleep is almost non-existent and then trying to add you know, a job on top of that and then a passion project and then making sure that you exercise and all of these things. It's like, well, sometimes, I mean, you just got to say, okay, what are priorities to me right now? Obviously, the kids are going to be number one and then work around that and see. well, at this point in time in my life, I've just got to do these things, not to just survive, but to try and do what I can for myself as well. Yeah. So, that's really important where I think a lot of parents get stuck because they just don't – they don't know what to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's also not just even families, it's just people who are quite ambitious. Yeah. And probably – I think this is really I, – I think this is a real risk for them. I, I know we've we've quit because of this reason mm. before. Um, you know, whether it's it's like our health is suffering. Mm. You know, like we've had some really frank conversations about, you know – going at a particular pace in terms of allocated time to work and then we're like but there's no room for our health Mm. and then we're like hang on (laughs) we had to really reprioritize and we've had to quit some things just to be able to address our health as well yeah um so this is a very real thing the next question is am i staying for the wrong reasons so um You know, this is to the point that you said before. Are you staying in something just to please somebody else? Mm. Or
1: just because the money is good, but it doesn't actually do anything for yourself. Yeah,
0: so this could be a career that's paying you really well. um, But as a result of that, you've tied yourself into a mortgage or maybe another property. You've tied yourself into debt, assets, uh, just the cost of living... Um, that you need the money mm. to be able to sustain. Yeah. Uh, and that can be very toxic uh, to stay in that situation. Um, or you could be studying a particular subject at university because that's what your parents really wanted you to do. Mm. right? So you're not really doing this for yourself. You're doing it to please others. Mm. Um, so these are some prime examples of you know, when it could be a good opportunity to quit. Yeah. So the next point, uh, the the next question to ask is, is more about putting yourself in a situation where you've gotten, like you can visualize, like the best case scenario in the situation, but it still doesn't resonate with you. Mm. So, so like, so at the highest potential, would I still like to be in this situation? So, like an example I can give quickly is. Um, I know that when I was working in a private sector accounting in tax accounting, I you know I started off quite enthusiastic as I normally do with most most things I do, um, but because I was able to work in the industry while whilst I was studying, uh, I was able to spend a lot of time with the directors and managing directors and partners because uh, it was a smaller accounting firm, and I also got to see. Um, what that career looked like, you know, how they spent their time. I got to know them a little bit more personally about their families. And I thought, okay, great. If I look at this career ahead uh, and investing 10, 20, 30 years, maybe 40 years um, to get to a point where I could be a partner in an accounting firm, is this a life that I want to live? Is this a situation I want to be in? Yeah. And to me, it was actually no. <laughs> From what I saw and observed, I, I had no interest in living that life. Mm. So, I thought, okay, well, what's the point being in if being in this career if at the very end of it, it it's, not, that's it's not, not, not what, you it's want not to what do. I want? Yeah. Um, so, that made it very easy for me to quit eventually, um, despite me studying and investing time. But it's such an important
1: question to ask because you can get stuck in it. So, many people do get stuck in that role. Or climbing the ladder and then going, well, that's not what I actually want yes. to be climbing. You know, like the person that uh, manages them or they look up to, they look up to them because they're not because they're, that they are where they want to be. Yeah. It's because they have respect for them in their role. Yes. Um, And they help them through their through their job or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, yep. But that's a really, really important question to ask yourself. And I think that a lot of people forget it or they might ask it when they're so deep in that it's almost next to impossible for them. Well, they feel it's almost next to impossible for them to leave because as you said before, they've invested so much time, so much effort and their whole lives have built around this yeah, career or you know end goal that is not actually what they yep. want so um
0: yeah and it could and it's not even just like careers like i think it's it's a big reason why we're moving countries at the moment as well i think we've talked about you know living in canberra uh canberra australia it's an incredible city by the way um if listening? i can say so myself yeah it is a great city <laughs> Um, but you know, sitting, sitting, sitting down and saying, okay, at the highest potential in the next 10, 20 years, do do I want to be in Canberra? Yeah. Do I see a life in Canberra? Yeah. And bits of it, bits of it. Yes. But for the most part, it was like, well, no. Yeah. (laughs) So again, it's like, you know, so our decision to move to Slovenia wasn't just about moving to Slovenia. It was actually, we're ready to leave Canberra. Uh, and Australia. And, and Australia. So so I think, again, assessing the highest potential would us still want to mm-hmm. be in this situation, being very honest with yourself. Um, for many years, I didn't think that way. It was only more recently. And that will, will help you make that decision too. I know we had a, same ex- a similar example for for our previous online store.
1: Yeah. But just before we get into that, I just wanted to quickly go back to the whole moving thing and settling in in a space, um, again, for pleasing other people maybe you've got family in the city that you're in maybe you feel this sense of community and sense of safety and comfort and knowing where everything is and everyone is Um, but I think for us for many years we were like for me personally I didn't see myself in Canberra long term yeah but then I also had no clue where else we could live and we talked about moving to sydney or to melbourne or to even byron bay or to new zealand yeah but we just nothing completely resonated with us um and i guess it was my dream of always moving back to slovenia and you know you fell in love with it when we went there yep a few years back and so it was kind of like well why not why not take that risk and I guess we're lucky that we'll be able to move anywhere within the EU. And it's this whole... Like, we don't know how long we're going to be in Slovenia for. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, like, we can't predict the future and we can't be so strict and in control of what's going to happen. And that whole fear of the unknown, we're comfortable in that in that yes. space. So, I just wanted to make that point of sometimes it's not... You don't know if it's going to be long term or if it's just something that you kind of want to tick off your list of experiencing in life yeah. just to be able to do it. So, yeah, so back to what Michael mentioned, what you were talking about with the failings, which is our online store that we had for two years. So we created an online store to sell everyday essentials that were vegan, ethically made organic and eco-friendly so it had to tick all those four boxes and because we were minimalists and we wanted to create a minimalist experience for our customers so we just had one product from each category Mm. so we didn't have 20 different shampoos we just had one because we did the research and we tested it it had to perform and it was the best of the best that we could find and um so we set up the online store and I'd always dreamed of having my own little boutique shop. So Mm. that was something that I envisioned for failings. But then when you think about the reality of having to manage your own retail space, paying the rent, paying the staff or paying yourself, making sure constantly that you've got customers walking in through the door you know, being on top of ordering and unpacking and cleaning and all of those things of the reality of actually having a retail space. So the retail space to me seemed really appealing and that's kind of, I guess, what feelings represented in many ways, even though we were an online store only Mm. at that point. But that's how I envisioned the direction of our store going, being face-to-face and online. Yep. But then just the reality of having the space was not really a feasible thing. So looking at growing the online space and what that looked like long-term, creating a warehouse, stocking lots of product. You know, if you're doing well, you want to make sure that you've got lots of staff and can fulfill orders as quickly as possible, send them out in the post, customer service, all of that sort of stuff. And even when things were picking up for us, I was spending half a day just packing parcels for customers, writing them thank you notes, driving around Canberra, delivering things. And I was like, I don't want to be a delivery service, A. I don't want to be sitting in the office packing products, B. I actually want to be talking to people and I want to make influence on a greater scale. And I didn't want to own a warehouse because that to me was just like more stuff. Yeah. So, that's when we actually made the decision and to you're, and, close and, failings. And, and,
0: and with a warehouse or retail, you're then uh, bound to your location. Yeah. You know, I think that was a huge consideration yeah. as well for us that's is true. Um, we wanted flexibility to be able to see the world and it's very hard to do that um, when you are committed mm. to like a warehouse or a customer base in a particular geographical location as well.
1: Yeah. No, that's very true. Um So, in long term, we thought, well, no, we actually do want to probably leave Canberra. And even though most of our customers were in Canberra because we offered free delivery, that's kind of, that's when we could dream bigger. Once we said, okay, well, we don't want this anymore. You know, it just opened up to anywhere in the, like, we could go anywhere we wanted to. So, you know, I think for us, it's like, we're not afraid to dream. And we're not afraid to dream big because again you only live once what's the point of not trying
0: yeah absolutely so so those are some great examples so again just to recap the questions is you know is this bringing me down um you know is there any viable solutions or have you explored every single option uh is it taking up too much of my time am i staying for the wrong reasons And at the highest potential, would I still like to be in this situation? Um, So this is a very personal journey. Um, It's incredibly hard to decide whether you want to stick out something, whether you want to quit it. You know, a lot of things that I've pursued in my life, you know, haven't necessarily been bringing me down um, because I'm pretty enthusiastic about most things that I do. But there are some other questions about time um, or, you know, the future or flexibility that I've really played a role in making those decisions to quit. Um, and and I think just to to, to really bring this home, um, you know, a lot of people talk to us, uh, like I've had a lot of friends ask me when I've quitted particular things. So first thing is like when I quit basketball. So I've, 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 I've played the sport since I was like six or seven years old. I played at a very high level and all of a sudden I got to a point where I just quit after like 20 years playing um, just so I can pursue some other interests, i.e. minimalism and veganism. (laughs) Um, And I really wanted to focus on those new interests that I had. And um, I had so many friends ask me time and time again, "Oh, when are you going to come back? Mm. Oh, yeah, so you're going to come back next year, next Mm. season? We've got a spot, ready to go. Do you miss it? And, and, and I kept responding. I'm like, no, I don't actually miss it. And they are all shocked. Mm. Like, what do you mean? You've been playing for so long. And I'm like, yeah, but that's a different chapter of my life. That's, that's, a bit, that's a different season. Um, and um, quite frankly, I found some other interests that have really captivated me at the moment. Mm. So although I love watching the sport and from afar, like it, it wasn't worth it to me anymore to play. Mm. And to play at a competitive level, um well and it
1: did end up being frustrating because you couldn't invest the time and energy for training rather than just playing games, yes, and you're probably more prone to injury as well, so just the amount of time that it that you needed to invest to keep yeah going there was at a, the level you wanted There was to. a huge
0: pride factor, absolutely, I think you know you know when everyone around you is playing three, four times a week, yeah, and, and you can you can only, you can only play like once or twice, yeah. Uh, and you're not playing at the level you know you can. Um, mm. It's very frustrating. Mm. But there's no way I could invest three, four days a week playing yeah. basketball. So, um, that became really clear. Um, and 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 the other examples are, you know, quitting real estate. Everyone's like, oh, you you know, you, so you had such a great career ahead of you. Do you regret going back? And initially, probably for the first six to 12 months after leaving the industry, there was a lot of like, oh man, what could have been? Mm. But... Um, but I think that's because I didn't have anything else to go to at that time. Mm. But now with everything that's happened since then, I don't even think about that industry. Uh, Again, but it all I, happened yeah.
1: for a reason.
0: Absolutely. Um, so and, and even now, people are just like, Are you scared about moving to a country where you can't speak the language? Are you gonna regret that? And it's just like, Well, no, I don't I don't feel that way now. But I'll tell you later. But judging from history I think I'm going to be so invested in what's going on over there and what we're trying to do that it's not going to matter. Mm. And I think this was the point that I want to make is that when you're deciding to quit, I think what makes it even scarier is when you don't know what you're going to do after
1: mm. you make that or decision. you feel like you don't have the support around or, you. Yes, to quit,
0: absolutely. But I think for like, but I, I can just speak for myself. Maybe your experience is different. But normally, there's something else
1: Mm.
0: for me. Like, normally, there's something else that has happened that has pulled me. Mm. Well, that's
1: what gives you the confidence and the reason to quit. Correct. Yeah.
0: But sometimes, you know, you you don't have that next thing to go to. And it makes quitting a lot harder.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Because, well, I may as well just keep doing what I'm doing.
1: Until I work it out.
0: Until I work it out. Yeah. So I think a lot of a lot of a lot of you listening to this might be in that situation. We're like, well, look, I'm not particularly interested or passionate or curious about something, whether it's like a creative endeavor, whether it's a new career, whether it's a new relationship. Um, so I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and make the best of that. Mm. Um, but I think this raises the question: you know, how much time are you spending trying to uncover those curiosities? Yeah, because you know. As we keep saying, we only have a certain amount of minutes and hours and years on this planet. What are you going to do with that time? Yeah, Uh, and
1: we're lucky we've got the internet. Like, come on, you can. There's so and communities and there's so many niche things within niche things that you can discover and just try. Like if you think that something slightly sparks your interest, give it a go. Like what's the worst that can happen is that you don't like it and you know, okay, well, that wasn't for me. Let me try something else. Yes. And okay, we we may sound like, you know, considering we don't have any children, we're 30 and we've got no massive commitments. I think that it might sound like, well, you know, you guys can talk you don't have all these other things, you know, that you're tied down with. But again, this is how we've made, to this point, I guess, we've made the decisions that we've made to not tie ourselves down with certain things. And if they did feel like they were tying ourselves, tying us down, sorry, we did quit them Yeah, because we want that flexibility. <laughs> so It's
0: true. We're, we've been relentless the quit. I mean, you
1: can't. Quit your children, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, you cannot
0: quit your children. But, Please don't do that.
1: <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> but
0: you can quit some other things around, yeah. in your life. And I think you make a really good point. We've been relentlessly quitting because we do, we don't want to settle. No. We refuse to settle. Yeah. Uh, this can be really frustrating for people closing our lives because they're like, oh, my God, we just don't know where they're going to be in a year, what they're going to be doing in mm. two years or next month.
1: But that's okay.
0: But. And, and that's go, yes. for us
1: to work out, not for them to to stress over. And I think that's a really important thing. I did want to make one other point of that feeling you get. Like the feeling that I've had for the past few days of the excitement of finishing off my day job and being full-time in The Minimalist Vegan. You, yeah. It's indescribable. Yep. And knowing that you're following your passion and what you're really excited about. And you know you're doing the right thing when it doesn't feel like it's going to be work. Yes. When you wake up every morning and you're excited about the day, not anxious because you've got to get to work by 9 a.m. And you've got to squeeze all these things in before. So, I mean, not to say that we don't have, you know, a schedule and what we're going to be doing every week. We're going to be very intentional with what we're doing. But again, it's all on our terms. Yeah. So, um, that's really exciting.
0: Yeah, it is exciting. And it's, um, you know, it's not for everyone as well. Yeah. Because it comes with a lot of uncertainty. Oh there's a you small know, percent of yeah.
1: people that would probably yeah, be doing well, Yeah, yeah, to yeah, right it's now. absolutely
0: and, and I think that's when self-awareness is really key here mm. and how we define our interests and success is completely different to yours. Yeah. Of course. Um, you know, so but but I think the main thing is are you willing? Are you going to continue to not settle? Yeah. I think that's what it this comes down to. And again, for for us it's the fear of staying in something that doesn't add any value that drives us to quit. Um, so we can continue to pursue things that do add value um, and 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 that's what it's about um so any any last words before we wrap up
1: no I think we've we've covered a decent amount and we've probably given a lot of people a lot to think about <laughs> yeah
0: it's so I think guys it's okay to quit yeah okay give yourself permission to do so and don't
1: Um, feel like you're failing because you're quitting yeah
0: quitting and failing are two different things okay but you may as well um you know allocate your time and pursue things and grind it out when it gets really hard with something that you actually want to do
1: yeah
0: right so you know and i think if there's one thing to take out of this conversation is um you know go through those questions and and really assess each area in your life uh, and, and think, do I have some cost bias here? Mm. Am I just hanging out in this relationship, in this job, in this creative endeavor, in this physical activity, whatever it is? Am I just hanging out in this space because I've already invested that time and it's already what I know?
1: Yeah. Versus the fear of the unknown and starting from scratch.
0: Yep. And, and Marsha and I were talking about this off air, but I, I really can't think of situations where I've quit and I, I stand here today and I have regret, regret.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: You're the same? Oh, yeah. So like a hundred percent. So just think about that for a second. You think you might be regretful, but in our experience, we haven't experienced any regret.
1: Mm. I mean, you might for a short period of time until you get into the rhythm of the new thing, yep, um but you know, as we keep saying, like there's i think it's scarier to stay in something than to try something else yeah,
0: it's whew, it's terrifying <laughs> <laughs> It's absolutely <laughs> terrifying um all right, guys look thanks thanks for hanging out with us this week, uh talking about quitting. Uh, you know, again, we'll have all the resources in the show notes. Would love to get your thoughts on this. I think it can be a little bit controversial, um, particularly your, the very consistent folk out there uh, listening to this. We've got some great results. Um, I'd love to hear from you and your perspectives.
1: And also from people that have actually been serial quitters and that have quit so many things, but now they've landed on something that they absolutely love doing in life. We'd also love to hear from you and um, get your journey and and give comfort to others knowing that, that it is possible and that you shouldn't just settle for the sake of settling. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And you can leave all those comments in the show notes or you can share it with us over email or on social media as well. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks. Bye.
0: Bye. There it is, guys. Despite the poor reputation, there are some situations where it's okay to quit. (laughs) In fact, it can be detrimental to keep persevering with something that's no longer adding value and making you unhappy. I'm curious to find out from you now. Have you let sunk cost bias get the best of you? I'd love to get your thoughts over at the show notes, which can be found at theminimalistvegan.com slash 008. That's theminimalistvegan.com slash 008. Thanks for tuning into this episode. We have lots of great conversations planned for you guys and we can't wait to share with you. If you haven't already, we'd love to get your honest feedback on our show. You can leave an iTunes rating or review to help others decide if this podcast is right for them. Anyway, here's to living with less stuff and more compassion. Catch you next time. Peace.